Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 293. This episode is sponsored by UnpluggedFloatEssentials.com. The discount code is GGW. You can support the podcast by supporting UnpluggedFloatEssentials.com. Get your gifts for the holidays or the new year or for yourself. And you know, the holidays were super stressful, so you probably deserve a treat and some good bath salts with <laughs> CBD in them. <laughs> I'm just saying, so it sounds like a good gift to get yourself. I mean, like, I deserved it. I made it through the holidays. Go, go me. And a CBD Epsom salt bath. Oh, that sounds lovely. So, so lovely. The discount code, again, is GGW. So thank you guys in advance for supporting the podcast by supporting our great sponsors. This week is just Claire and I again. Well, every week it's been you and me again. <laughs> Without a guest. Well, I guess since we're doing like the double week you know, two times a week episodes, yeah. people are getting real used to that. So we're it's probably going to do take a break of the double episodes, what, the yeah, week so of Christmas and New up, Year's? Yeah, so the next two weeks, Christmas and New Year's are both a Tuesday. We will not be releasing interviews on those two days, um, mostly just because we want some time, some downtime and... Uh, we don't have any other interviews in the hopper for the moment. So we're hopeful that we will be able to start back up with the twice a week schedule once 2019 gets underway. But yeah, we hope you guys have loved these two time a week episodes. And uh, we hope you guys have a great Christmas and New Year's Day. Yeah. Happy Sands, holidays. Claire, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hope you guys can still enjoy the holiday even without us. I really hope that you find it in your heart. <laughs> to spend time with your families without <laughs> us. <laughs> I mean, it's, it might be tough. But. No, but okay. it's really been really fun. I think we've been doing a good job and people seem to be enjoying it. I also really appreciate totally. that we've been able to kind of do different types of interviews and people are open-minded to, you know, the different guests that we have on. We want to continue to have guests like that that are bringing you different content. And so we hope to continue that into 2019. And then in addition, just the Joy and Claire episode. So yes. it's been it's been fun. Yeah. Christmas is coming up. It's Christmas like Christmas is coming two, up. It's like what four? Can we? The time you guys hear this, it'll be in like four days. It'll be Which like now. I feel like December has flown by. Yeah, it was so funny because like, uh, I was. You know how there's that meme somewhere. Every time people are like, "Oh my gosh, time is flying." There's some meme yeah. that's like, "It's so weird how time happens." Um, yeah, I was like, in I the, can't believe it's already December. I can't believe yeah. it's already yeah, two thousand eighteen. I can't believe I'm thirty years old and I don't know how time works. Yeah. I was at the gym the other day and someone was saying the same thing. And I looked at Crowley, Matt Crowley, who's like an, one of my OG friends at CrossFit J. And I was like, it's so weird. Time happens. He's like, it's happening every moment. It's so weird. It's happening right now. He is hysterical. <laughs> He's my he, favorite person. I wish he, we, we should have him on the podcast. I wish, you know so what? Funny. We should have him for like dad advice. Just like he, him and, and Chris Garofoli. Oh, God. I love them. Love, you know, those people that you just like love so much but yes. they probably would be weirded out by how much you love them that's how i feel about because <laughs> they don't know the love that you have right. for them I feel like, chris knows the love oh uh, chris knows the love crowley does not know the love i have oh. for him in well, my he's heart about to find like, out because i think he listens to our podcast <laughs> he totally does and now he's not going to come to class he's going to be like, gonna be like you're so, i'm so he's like not going to make eye contact with you for the, either that or now that we're talking about he's going to ju- only make eye contact with you the whole time he's just going to be like i enjoy oh my gosh <laughs> I do. I just love him so much. There's people like that that are just always about parenting. I look forward. Okay, I look forward to his Facebook statuses, and then I love Jesse Gubbins' Instagram stories. I live for her Instagram stories. Like anytime she's on Instagram stories, I am. I actually go back and look for them because she's so funny. She is funny. She has some funny ones right now. She hit herself in the face with the barbell today. Yeah. 
I mean, just the the yeah. wit of that girl is just phenomenal. I know. Anyway. If you guys want to follow Jesse Gubb, yeah. it's just Jess Gubb. G U B B on yeah. Instagram. She's hysterical. She's our she's our podcast BFF she's in so in, in Dubai. Dubai, and we actually met her like the first year that we were podcasting. Yeah, she came to and Denver. then we're just like social media friends. Forever. I know, a hundred percent. It's great. I've been. I like. I've DM'd her today. Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So great. So um, uh, yeah. So yeah. the so time is happening. Time is flying. And are you ready? Are you ready for the end of the year? I'm ready for February eighth. Yep. Really ready for February. I, every single time I see anyone who I know, like other any other human who I make eye contact with, they're like, oh my gosh, when do you do? I'm like, February. They're like, oh, wow, that's February. I'm like, yep. Thanks for the got- response that makes me want to bite your head off. Thank you. Yes, still pregnant. I don't, let's just, as a general reminder. Another PSA. Is, PSA. is another PSA coming? I can feel it. Yeah. Don't talk about other people's bodies. Yep. It's unnecessary. Especially pregnant women. I want to just like, I feel like especially pregnant women. Yeah. And I like it. The thing is, is I feel like we, at least generally as a society, we are getting better about making comments about other people's bodies in general. Sure. But pregnant women are still a completely different category. Random people just feel like they can walk up to you and grab you and be like, oh my gosh, look at you. And you're like, Mm -hmm. why? Look at you too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do I know you? Why are you talking about my body? But yeah, so I still have like eight weeks to go. I feel like this is sort of like a BS pregnancy phase because I feel huge, but I'm not even close. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. I have gained 10 pounds in my face and still have two plus months to go. I'm pretty sure you haven't gained 10 pounds in your face, but I'm sure I it feel feels like, like I that. Have. Have. Yeah. I feel like my nose is getting bigger. No, it's which not. apparently is like yeah. a thing. Your nose I don't, gets fat. I don't. I don't see that. No. And then it, like your knees. You said that you felt like you oh, gained I all the weight. Fully gained weight on I don't, the inside of my. Sure knees. not, but I know. You, I'm sure you, you feel it, yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, but like if I try to put on jeans, I'm like I can't get them up past my knees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay, cool. Freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So just leggings, which is yeah. Great. But mm-hmm. anyway, the moral of the story is, I know I have a belly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to t- talk Please about don't everything. Remind you know, me. Mm-hmm. Strangers, strangers don't need to talk about everything. Just talk about something else. Anything mm-hmm. else? Happy, happy holidays. What are your plans for the holidays? Bellies. People anyway. like to relate and project their stuff onto you when you're pregnant too. It's like, oh yeah. well, when I was pregnant or when I, I, I never that understood. Kind of stuff? I never understood why people would tell like their birth horror stories to oh pre- pregnant women. Yeah. I was like, when, shut up. Those I don't get, but I think I appreciate it a little bit more when other moms are like, oh my gosh, you know, when are you do? And they're like, oh, I have two kids, and yeah, you know, how, you know, like that. At least I'm like, all right, you kind of, you kind you of get it, kind of get it. It's like when like middle-aged men come up to me and they're like, hey, when are you do? I'm like, why are you asking me that question? Mm, mm-hmm. Or not even when are you do? Oh my God. It's really more like, the, oh my gosh, look at you. I'm like, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay. Anyway. PSA uh, to PSA. everyone out there. Yes. But Shut up. to answer your question, I am ready for the year to be over because I'm really ready for February. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. We got her like, her little room is painted. We got to just get some other stuff. We got to do... I just finally finished the, our registry, and it's like pretty much ninety nine percent just gift cards. Okay. Um, but the one thing on there that's like actually expensive that I really am hoping someone gets us, and I'll probably be like my mom, is the glider rocker. Uh huh. 
And so I'm like, that's the one last thing we need for her nursery. And Brandon has literally asked me 10 times, like, did you order that that glider? Like, we talked about this. It's on the registry. Yeah. Which is funny to me because the guy can't even order any type of furniture, but the fact that it's a glider rocking chair, yeah. real excited about that. Real excited. He's I mean, committed excited to that. About it. Yeah. He's committed to the glider. Yeah. Coffee table, not so much. Glider, we're good. How is he doing on the Nespresso? Because everyone... <laughs> yes. Everyone... He's into it. By the way, I... I just love that it kind of turned into this big thing because everyone started messaging us yesterday. Apparently, Amazon Prime or Amazon—I don't know if it was Prime. A Prime yeah, it was deal. like seventy percent. It had insane deal on the on the Nespresso machine that I got, and it was like sixty dollars. I was like, yeah. "Well, I got screwed." But uh, yeah, it's been—it's glorious. I actually. So, for those of you who didn't see the Instagram story, the last episode when I was talking about Scott. Uh, didn't want one. He was in the next room. He was in the room next to me when we were recording, which he never really sits over there. He, I think he was playing a video game or something. But he heard everything that I was saying. So when I got out of the room, he's like, you made me sound horrible. Like everyone thinks I'm this horrible person. I'm like, pretty sure no one thinks that. But because that's all he hears is he thinks, he, I think he has this impression that you and I just talk crap about our husbands and that we're just like making them look bad. I'm like, little do you know that you you look real good all the time. Like you buy me leggings. You're like, I'm constantly posting about the shoes you're buying me or the concert tickets you got me. Like he has no idea how good he looks but he was like I sounded like I'm this horrible person that didn't want an espresso and it's all my fault and so he's like we are going right now to go get one so we went on this like day hunt to find one they were sold out everywhere on the model that we wanted and uh so yeah we had to order it online but it arrived on Wednesday and I the whole time I was unpacking it all I could think of was you I was like this is so exciting like I mean this is what Claire's been talking about it's just delicious and it's like the milk frother is a game changer and then there's like certain I mean Everyone has very strong opinions about what type of milk will like be the frothiest in the milk yes. frother. Whole Definitely milk is objectively the frothiest. Okay. But uh, a lot of people messaged me and said to try oat milk. I've had decent experience with oat milk, but I don't love the taste. Okay. It is like Odie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of earthy and I don't yeah, love it. A little earthy. So I'm gonna go back to my coconut milk, whole milk combo. There's a there's a plant protein milk by Suja, S-U-J-A is the brand, and they sell it at Costco, and I'm obsessed with that. So that's what I've been using, only because it's convenient, and they sell it in bulk at Costco. Um, but I've tried that milk, and then a little bit of coconut milk, which I agree, it's been... It's been a journey of like finding the right combination. And somebody messaged us, they're like, is this as good as Coffee Shop? And I was like, no, it it's not an espresso machine. Yeah. It's a Nespresso. Nespresso. <laughs> Nespresso. And so, yeah. Not Nescafe. It's not Nescafe. It's not, I mean, like, I it's not an actual full-on espresso machine. If you want, no. like, a If you want that contraption. Go get an espresso machine. Please do, yeah. If you want an instant coffee, an upgraded instant coffee experience, then Nespresso yeah. is the, is your thing. It's definitely an upgraded coffee experience. But it's I not like, like coffee shop latte. No, it's not. Yeah. But it's okay. still delicious. So moving on from that, but thank you to everyone who got just as excited as I did for my machine. But and, to answer your question, Brandon oh, is still is is into it still now. Into now it. that we yeah. have got the reusable yeah. pod thing going mm-hmm. with the coffee that he likes. We're all yeah. good. Okay. It's just great. like once a week I have to refill all his pods because he's like, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, take off the lid. Uh-huh. Empty the old coffee, put mm-hmm. in new coffee, put the lid back on. Oh, do you pre-pack the coffee pods with the? Yes. Oh, okay. Because That's so smart. It's so, so smart. Faster. It's so much faster. And you faster. can just do it all at once. You just grind up a crap ton of coffee and then just do it all at once. I need to because... go back in the stories and look at that because I definitely want to get the reusable ones. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Okay, great. 
Perfect. <laughs> okay. Let's move on from coffee because that's been like two episodes of Nespresso product placement without us getting paid for it. I know. I'm like, if you don't get sponsored after these episodes, they're going to be like, what's the point of sponsoring you? You already talk yeah, about God. it. Yeah, God. Free advertising, Nespresso. Seriously. You're welcome. Um, do you want to talk about the article you found? Yeah. So we... I feel like this is what makes me feel like it, December has gone by so fast is because two weeks ago, I was like, oh, I don't want to waste yes. like New Year's resolution talk already. And you're like, no, we have a lot to talk about. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, we're, we're there. We're at the end of the year almost. I knew that was going to happen too. I was like, I let's start now. I know. I think with, you know, we always talk about New Year's resolutions. We always talk about like goal setting. We always talk about all that kind of thing and just how there's not really one answer. You know, there's certain things that are, um, a little bit maybe more and less effective for different types of people or kind of where you are at in your life. Like if you have a really specific goal, then setting like a smart goal might be helpful. But if you're just kind of like, I want, you know, I feel like smart goals on one side of the spectrum and then like coming up with a word for your year is on the other side of the spectrum. And then you have all the in between. And I but, feel very conflicted about smart goals, but that's another issue. Yeah. But I think like, you know, if you truly have, you're like, I like, I have this 10K I want to run, like, yeah, then that's the right kind of structure for you. But the point is, I think it, similar things go for reviewing your year. I think there's a lot of different ways to do it and a lot of different ways that help people kind of like reflect. And so one of the things I found was on Outside Online, which is like the online Outside Magazine. And um, this guy named Brendan, he has a column called Semi-Rad. And he's really funny. A lot of his stuff is really funny. But he's almost kind of like, who's that girl who like does all the sketches that are like Mary, whatever, Mary. Sketches for what? Like on Instagram, she has a little sort of like hipster, like, Oh, they're almost like infographics, but they're like art. Rachel? Inf Marie, Mary Andrew. Oh, oh, okay. Her, her I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew. Got anyway, it, got it, got it. This yeah. guy is does those sorts of things, but they're uh -huh. more like kind of sarcastic and they're all about like um, outdoor stuff. Sure. The point of all of this explanation is that yes, I please. found this thing online <laughs> that it was like a, a simple way to write your own ending to 2018. Starts out, it says, lots of things sucked this year, but there was a ton of good too. Uh, if you're anything like most of us, another year ending means a lot of things. Anxiety, hectic planning and travel, trying to meet everyone's expectations, including your own, not getting in a fist fight with your relatives at the dinner table. Just so we often just survive the holidays and move right on with our lives. And suddenly it's mid-February again and we can't remember anything about 2018. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> so here was his little exercise, which I liked. Step one, get a piece of paper and a pen or the notes app on your phone and go sit somewhere so for a half hour or an hour where you can reasonably concentrate without interruption. And how often do we really do that, by the way? Zero times. Zero times. Do you know how often I used to sit and I have volumes of journals that I used to write in all before the time. Before Instagram, before scrolling happened. Yes. Yeah. And there's something really too, like that just kind of purging of all your feelings onto paper. Totally. I never do that anymore. You know, and our Girls Gone Wild Facebook group, which by the way, people constantly are like, how do I get into this like fame Facebook group? It's like $100. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> how much this you want to like, pay? <laughs> I know. This is a relic of a challenge gone by that people have just like... And we really... do keep it pretty small because people paid yeah. to get in there and I don't want to just... I don't, anyone who up. asks to get in, I just delete it because I'm like, they paid to get in here. I'm not going to just. Well, and a lot of the people who ask to get in are like, they don't, they just found us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there, 
I know we keep alluding to like we've been working on this program. There is a program that one day we will get a fire under asses to finally. I would finish. like to name it. If anyone has a brilliant name, this that's really problem. kind of what's holding us back. Is it, it like I would like zero names? I even woke up this morning and I had like a like a flash of inspiration, and then I was like, no, that. And then I like as I, I, hate I woke that. up, yeah, it was terrible. I'll have like five of those a day, and then I'll be like, I'll write them down. I have a notes a notes app with like probably fifty yeah. names. That I just keep thinking of, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't like any of these. I don't like any of these. <laughs> so if someone has a brilliant name for this next challenge, for we're this doing, thing that we, ha- you have no idea what it is. Yeah, just throw us a name. Just don't even know what it's about. It's yeah, fine. Just pick a word and send it to us. Pick a word. <laughs> it's better than what we have now. I guarantee. I know what we have now is so bad. We had a really good name, and then it was trademarked. Yeah. So journaling, yes, journaling, and the Facebook group in Girls so Gone with Wad. That challenge when it comes up, a Facebook group will be involved. Correct. Journaling. Yes. Um. Okay. Find a spot where you can sit for 30 minutes. Step two, write down your five favorite moments of the past 12 months. For better results, write down 10 moments. These can be meals, conversations, sunset hikes, trail runs, beers, cups of coffee, joy experienced vicariously through a friend or relative, whatever. And they don't have to all be quote unquote good moments. They can just be meaningful. I fi- he says, I find it useful to scroll through all the photos of my phone to jog my memory about the things I did in the past year. Great. Step three. Take a few minutes and reflect on those moments. This doesn't have to be a solemn thing. Just give each item on the list a few seconds. Try to remember a few more details from each one or just say to yourself, yeah, that night camping on the West Coast was great. Or I was so tired at work the next day, but that show was fantastic. Or I can't believe we didn't get food poisoning from that. (laughs) Step four, optional. If you can get this organized, try enlisting a partner for the whole thing. Spouse, a good friend, a sibling, whoever. Meet up for an hour over coffee or beer or burritos and go through your lists one time one item at a time with each other. This is just a slightly more fun version of step three if you have the right person to do it with. I feel like we should do like a Girls Gone Wad version of that. I think we should. I love that. And you know what? As you were talking, I was like, I'm just going to scroll through our Instagram feed because yeah. that really is for us like totally. the, the history. And it's so nice to be able to have that documented. Um, I know. I think my five girl, like, I mean, I'll do like, I mean, four, I could come up with five. My five like Girls Gone Wad moments of the year would be our trip to Venice. Okay, yep. Our five-year podcast anniversary, our trip to Iceland, obviously, the games, obviously, and then our trip to Greg Glassman. Yes, that was, those are all great. Yeah, but I also loved our Tahoe trip. Tahoe was I also good. freaking loved Camp Time Out. We can't I forget know, Camp Time Out. we can't forget to Camp Time Out. That's right, he so says you can do fun. 10, so that's seven. <laughs> um, what else have I really loved? I love that you did, we need to do this for 2018, you did this awesome... Um, 2017 oh, yeah, collage. recap collage. I do need to do that. And that you need to do that. <laughs> it's all on you. But I was looking at like, look at 2017 when we interviewed Carl Pauli, um, Rory, Shelly, the Mind Pump guys. We had Julian. We had Jason on. We had Steph Gaudreau, ugh, Emily Abbott, Heidi Powell. We had so many, Bob Harper. We had such a good 2017 with interviews. We need to do that mm-hmm. again. But I just I just get so excited about kind of like looking through the year. And like I said before, I, I do love, I've grown to love more of the new year because I feel like we think of our lives in years. And I think there's just something really beautiful about that. of just being like, we have bookmarks for our years. Um but I mean, I would probably copy everything that you said. I feel like I'm also looking at some of these awesome photo shoots that we had, like the chesty photo shoot meant a lot to me just because I felt like that was such a cool moment for us to be able to get our makeup done and go get photos done. And we're not like the typical, I don't know, 
hashtag fitness models. So it was kind of really cool for us, for me at least, to be out there and just kind of feel vulnerable and be like, this is weird, but this is so cool. They just made us feel super special. So chesty girls rock. Venice was awesome. Um, I'm looking, I'm thinking of the open again this year. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. uh, So last night, randomly, I was like scrolling back through. So you know how your iPhone has the health app where it's like a kind of a, I mean, you have an Apple watch, so you get like pedometers, but I was scrolling back through it just because I was curious and I was like, what, what did I, why, why did I walk nine miles on March 3rd? And I was like, oh, we were in Venice. <gasps> and we oh, were just back and forth and back and forth yes. and back and forth and back and forth all day on Abbott Is Kinney. Is that what and like, we did? That's right. Yeah, we did. I mean, we, we had a car, but we just walked literally nine miles in one day. Just like that was so fun. Down in the morning for fifty dollars worth of juice. Back yep. to interview. Back down with Mary Schnuda. Back up. Back down to meet Shane. Back up. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, hung out was, with Shane. I went Shane. running on the beach in the morning. I actually yeah. ran to Deuce Gym because I dropped my headband there. So I was like, I'm just going to run to Deuce Gym, and I like right? ran over there. Just as oh, I love it. I love it. That was so fun. That really was fun. But I'm also thinking about the open coming up and how the games are going to change this year. And just the open schedule is going to change this year. How they're going to have it again in October. Should we talk quickly about the Dubai Fitness Championships? Sure. So it just ended, or this is Sunday, it just ended. Um, Matt Fraser qualified for the games. And so did Sam Briggs. Awesome. I'm irritated that Matt Fraser won. I am too. (laughs) Matt Fraser. I don't know why. (laughs) I know. It's just like, roll your eyes. It's just not interesting. The men's field to me is not interesting. It never interests me. I'm really excited for Sam Briggs though. Yes. Because... She, you know, because of like the gross elbow injury <laughs> that she oh, had right man, before regionals yeah. last year. So I'm really excited that she qualified for the games. And then in Team Invictus qualified. So oh, like awesome, Rasmus man. and Lauren Fisher. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so excited about that. Yeah. Yay, Dubai. It's fun because it's kind of like this time of year starts ramping up. Like January, February, obviously, everyone starts getting really excited about the Open. Hey, Greg Glassman. Hey, Dave Castro. You guys want to do an open announcement on our podcast? Cool. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, Dave Castro. Call us. <laughs> call us, Dave. <laughs> um, but that's really exciting. We did an open workout on Friday. Uh, we did 14-4. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this is the time of year when you kind of start getting excited about the open. It's cool. And at the same time, less intense and crazy about the open because over yep. over really? over time you realize that the open is more fun and you should not go crazy uh, yep. lessons learned you get another year of not participating in the open because i will be like one week postpartum mm-hmm. yes yay anyway so we had god we had such a good moments but um iceland all of our trips yeah it was good we had a good year i'm really looking forward to 2019 I like that exercise. I think I'm going to do that. I will say that 2019, I'm already super excited because, can I talk about Brene for like a hot minute? <laughs> Obviously. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Joy just fully did like the super, or not super, um, uh, superstar. superstar. Where she's like, where she puts, like her- puts her fingers in her armpits. That's 100% what Joy just did. And uh, I just did Molly Shannon. You did. <laughs> okay, so... The long and short is Brene Brown has this dare to lead training that she is doing um, next year in two thousand yeah two 
2019. And I found out about it, obviously, because I'm a Brene Brown disciple. And I read her book, Dare to Lead. And it's all about leadership and how to be a leader using all of the research that she's done over the years. And so I looked up this training and I was like, oh, it's a really long application process. It's really, really selective. And the application itself took about, I don't know, a couple hours to fill out. And I had to keep going back and filling stuff out because they're just trying to screen for people who are really going to use this material in a way that's productive to their lives and their business, and they're not going to copyright it. It's just like they're super protective of this material, understandably so, because she's a brilliant creator. And it's led by Brene Brown. Like the whole weekend is led by Brene in the flesh. So I jumped on this opportunity. I applied and I got an email on Friday that I got accepted to this program. So I am beside myself. Um, you had four weekends to choose from and rank them. So I'm not sure which one they're going to put me in yet because they have, they you rank them and then they pick whichever when one. When-ish is it? When-ish. So my first choice is in November. I picked end of November. But um, yeah, just because I wanted to... <laughs> It's real expensive, so I wanted to give myself some time to save up for it. Um, but I think my work is going to reimburse for like half of it, which is nice, but it is not cheap. But that's okay, because this is something where I was like, I think I can, I want to make this happen. And I don't think I would ever regret this opportunity. So I'm super excited. So if I don't get the November date, it'll be in June or the next one that I uh, selected was September. So it'll happen at some point in 2019. It's like a four day thing in San Antonio. I'm pretty pumped about that. Brene Love uh, runs deep, and I will continue to uh, post things about her. But I just, just, the thought of like spending four days with her teachings, I was like, oh my God, with her leading it. So yay. And then the other thing that I'm like super fired up about was I just saw Michelle Obama speak last week. So that was in Denver and got tickets through some friends at work. So we all went together. I was like lucky enough to get, you know, score some tickets with this group and Reese Witherspoon moderated it. And there was a- I literally cannot believe that that was your night with, like you were sitting there, you were like, oh my gosh, Michelle Obama and Reese Witherspoon. And I was like- I just cleaned the kitchen. <laughs> I, I just pulled stuff out of the dishwasher. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that Reese was moderating till that morning, I don't think. I don't think they really publicized who was moderating. And so I was just so excited about that. She's adorable, of course. And the evening was just really, I don't know, it was just so inspiring for obvious reasons, but it... Aside from your political views, like I, I joke that we're, we don't want to get political on here, but at the same time, it's like, whatever, state of the world is what it is. I really was sitting there and I just felt so sad. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking at these photos of her and her career and what an upstanding, respectable woman she is. And I just got so sad. I was like, because... I miss them. I miss the Obamas. I miss them in the White House. And I'm like, the contrast of what's going on in the White House right now and the Obamas, I just I just was staring at the screen of this montage of amazing photos of her with Jimmy Kimmel and being funny on all these night shows and just being a person and then help helping plant a garden and with all these, you know, heads of state and just how beautifully poised she is. And then I was like, and we're not even right in that moment right now. Like, I miss you so much, Michelle. <laughs> so it was, that was like a kind of a, it hit me in the feels. But I got to say, it was so, it just, 
she talked a lot about her book and Reese did a really good job of kind of like leading her through the book. But I have to say it was so cute because at one point Reese talked about Harvard and she's like, what? Like it's hard. <laughs> I love her. And she, Oh my gosh. She actually best. said something. She totally quoted herself from Legally Blonde yes. and she's like, Harvard? Like Law school? What? Like it's hard? And she oh just my started. Gosh. It was you have so to. You have to. awesome. I was if like, she Reese. missed that. Ugh. It was Reese. so great. And the moment she I said Harvard Law too. School, that's all I thought. I was like, oh my God, Legally Blonde. Come oh on, God, do it. To. She has to. Because <laughs> she was like, Harvard Law School? Oh what? Like gosh. it's hard? Oh um, it was that's so great. But, um, I think I posted this on Instagram too, is what I realized, and I'd like to hear from you, Claire, of like how you think about this in your life is like where you set the bar for yourself and how how you can raise the bar. And by that, I mean, like there's certain expectations that I think you're kind of like used to in your life of this is what I can accomplish and kind of like the more realistic goals in your life of like what you can accomplish. And just hearing her speak kind of think, makes you think to yourself sometimes is like, where am I selling myself short? I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I Miles know. just got home and he opened, he cracked the door open. He goes, hi, mommy. And he's holding this huge cheese rind and he goes i want to pack this in my lunch i said okay buddy and he just closed the door (laughs) (laughs) wait tell the story really quick about yesterday because we met up yesterday at the park um we went to the park yesterday Tell the and story. Miles was so tired. Oh, it was so cute. And we had already had gymnastics. And yeah. He, anyway, so yeah, it was me and Joy and Jess and Miles at the park. And he was so tired. And he ended up, he went over and got on one of those like four person little wobbly things with like a little thing in the middle. <laughs> and he was just sitting there staring off into space like very slowly. Like barely moving. And, and Claire was like, look how tired he is. And he was like trying to like entertain yeah. himself. But what did, tell him what, tell the listeners what he said when he got in the car. Oh, it was so cute. We got in the car and he goes, I just really like those girls all so much. It was so cute. I love, I love when kids invite me to places. Like when he was like, can Joy go to grandma's with me? I was like, oh, I would love to. I would love to. I know. He's the best. Oh my gosh. Anyway. But yeah. So like, just back to that of, um, like, like, where's my bar? You have expectations. Yeah. And, but like, are we selling ourselves short? Because there's there's things in our life where you think about it and you're like, I don't know if that could be possible for me. And I really I truly think we do think that with a podcast 100% totally, of the time. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So it's like, I think that's going to be, you know how 2018 was like year of connection where I really yeah. just wanted to connect with people and like take myself out of my bubble world and focus more on how I can connect with people. I think 2019 is like, ask big questions. That's one thing that keeps coming up for me is like, I don't think there's certain things that I'll see people do where like, they're like, oh, I just asked. And mm-hmm. especially males are like, right. oh, I just asked for it. And it's like, well, I didn't even think to ask for it or right. ask for a raise or ask for whatever or approach this company and say, hey, will you sponsor us? Like, we've never yeah. approached Nike to say, we are a badass really? podcast. Will you sponsor us? Like, we don't ask the question. So that's yeah. 2019 is going to be the year of the ask slash the year of raising the bar. I like that. That's my that's my goal. The year of, how could you put that in one word? ambition no mm-hmm. the year of going for it putting yourself out there all of it yeah i gotta come up with a good word do you uh, think of do you think of things though like where you sell yourself short do you like have those moments where you're like oh that's too scary for me or because like the whole yeah. point of her of her talk to was we're becoming all the time like one of her biggest pet peeves is when people ask kids what do you want to be when you grow up 
because she's like, I don't ever think that someone should have one answer. You are always becoming, you are always evolving. If you feel like you have to do one path, which I think a lot of people struggle with is like that one path thing that you can't change careers. I, I grew up that way where it's like, go to school, go to school, have a path, have a linear path, have this like final endpoint, which I still think I'm stuck in a lot of times where I'm like, well, this is my career. I studied for this. I worked so hard for this. To think of another alternative career is really hard for me to wrap my head around. But I, but is that limiting me to be like, what else is possible? So there's a lot of that that goes on too. Yeah, I think more so like for me, I know this will shock everyone, is more of like a practical application of that question of like, where could I be? Like, I f- I feel not lazy a lot of the time, but like I know I could be working harder in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and I just feel disorganized probably more like lazy is definitely more so disorganized where I feel like I spend a lot of effort just kind of trying to herd the cats that are like the things I have going on in my life. Right. And if I could kind of sit down and be like, okay, I want to get my finances in order. I want to get my day in order. And you know, those are all moving pieces, but like right now, the vast majority of things in my life are very much just kind of, you know, going at their own. How do I put this? Like, what's a good analogy other than herding cats? Like most of like the main things in my life, you know, I'm, I have a, a light grasp on, I'm controlling them barely. Like I feel like at any moment, you know, I could get a bill in the mail and I'd be like, I didn't see that coming, but it doesn't surprise me. Right. You know, like that type of <laughs> Like, I'm thing. just trying to deal with what's coming at me on right. a day-to-day it's very day like, basis. It's very like hand-to-mouth. Okay. Um, the way that I'm like, and I think that that's common for young families. Totally. And I think it's common for people, you know, for anyone in general. And I think it's only going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> well, really quick too, before I forget is like, I, I think also that we can get stuck in the whole, like, well, I just have to dream big and things will happen. And it's like, uh, and it's not that easy. Like, we're not talking about the secret here. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. When So when I think about, like, setting the bar, I think for myself, the bar, like, a higher bar would be expecting myself to be more organized and, like, pushing myself to be more organized. But the other thing that she talked about uh, that Michelle talks about as well is she talks a lot about how she got this like awesome, really well-paying attorney job right out of law school. And she made so much money. She had an apartment. She had a really nice car. She was, she's like, I was making more money than my parents, you know, both incomes combined and then some. And when she, she had worked so hard, she's like, I'm a box checker. So I did everything that I was supposed to do and I checked the boxes and I got the degree and I got the good job and I got the nice clothes and I got the nice apartment and I'm checking boxes. And she's like, I realized after meeting Barack that he's not a box checker. He's like a floater and he's just all over the place and he's like this whirlwind. And she was like, I, when I told my mom that I didn't want to be, be a lawyer anymore, she was like, because mm, Michelle said, uh, I'm just not passionate about it. And I just, I want to find my passion. And her mom was like, uh, make the money and worry about your passion later. And Michelle was like, uh, there's, there's that moment where that hit me where I felt like such a spoiled brat that my parents had worked four or five jobs to keep the household going. And here I was worried about a passion when I was making really good money. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a conflict. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, I even think about that where it's like, you know, should I just be, I think that that's a huge part of the dialogue right now in 
the professional world where it's like, what is that balance, you know, between quote unquote, finding your passion? Does that even exist? Like, you know, there's that whole kind of thing with the dirty jobs, Mike Rowe thing where he's like, forget your passion. Like, what can you do that's useful? What can you do? Like, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Find a job that is fulfilling, but you don't have to be out there saving the world to, you know, be contributing to society and to feel like, you know, to be successful. And there comes a point where it's like, there is something to be said just about a hard day's work. And we're at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, I accomplished something today. Right. And like, no, I didn't solve world hunger, but I was able to X, Y, Z. Like I did, I did the thing I put my mind to. Right. And I think, yeah, I think, I'll, I, I don't think there can, it needs to be one way or the other either, because I think there's just this, like, especially with social media, that there's this pressure to kind of be like, do ever do something that you feel passionate about every single day. And like the messages that we get around work is really interesting to me because I don't feel like you have to be doing your passion every single darn day. I think you should be doing something that you feel like is contributing to the world and that you're learning a lot of lessons. And I just, I think we get it wrong sometimes, but I also think that we're kind of fed these ideas about work of like what it should look like, which I think contributes to a lot of unhappiness with people because then then they're like, well, am I in the right profession? And we, I think there's something really inherently scary about having too many choices. Like too many choices, I think, can be a bad thing. Yeah, and I I totally agree with you. And there's like there's a um, TED talk out there about about exactly what you're talking about, where it's like they did an experiment with um, jam, where it was like they set up there was this you know novelty store that sold like 300 different types of jams and preserves, and they set up a, uh, an experiment where. Every other week they would, I think it was every other week or, you know, whatever the time period was, they would alternate between offering like six samples of jam or like 30 samples of jam. And when they only offered six, they sold, you know, way, way, way more from the sample table. If they offered 30, no one ever bought anything because they couldn't make a choice. Yeah, it's crazy. And it was like, even though you would think the more things you try, the better you're going to idea you're going to have of what you want. It like, it's actually the opposite. Like there's definitely a limit to the amount of options that we can truly consider. Yeah. And like truly compare and contrast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, but I I think you just have to find that middle ground where it's like, you don't want a job that like makes you feel like your soul is being sucked out of you. No. Like you want, you know, you don't want to be crying on your way to work every day. No. But at the same time, like, just because, you know, I always use like the solve world hunger example, but you know, it's kind of tongue in cheek, but like just because you're not solving world hunger doesn't mean that you're not doing something that, you know, contributes to humanity. And, and I think it's like your perception of how you're contributing too, because there's times when I'm like, oh, could I be doing more? Um, You know, especially with social media being an avenue that, people can just see everything that you're doing but i think the where we go where we go wrong is that we think that attention equals productivity and it's just not like that so i think that we're just constantly chasing th- something that's not going to fulfill us um for example i see this american meme movie that's on netflix i refuse to watch it i'm sure it's interesting but it's all about social media and how it has given people outlets to be seen and be heard and a platform and I know we keep talking about this, but it's just, it's influencing us. It's, there's no way around it um, socially. And that, is, I, I haven't brought myself to watch it yet because I feel like I'm, I would have a hard time watching it. I don't know why. It's probably the same thing as like when I watch reality TV 
is if I get sucked into the Kardashians, it's like I'm gone. And then I start to feel really bad about myself, but then I like can't look away. <laughs> so it's kind of like that um, weird, I don't know, conflict of me wanting to see how this is influencing us, influencing us on a daily basis. But then it's like, I don't, but I don't want to know. But I think where it's going wrong is that we are seeking, we're using this as this like avenue to get fulfilled and it is an empty bucket. It's, it leads nowhere. So to get fulfillment from this digital world, I think we have to really think about what it means to give and what it means to contribute to society. I thought of like that that account that I found, which was so cute, that Aware Wolf. Did you see that account I posted? Yes, so there's an account so that's called Aware, like A-W-A-R-E, Wolf. Not a werewolf, but a werewolf. And it had this post of like, who were we before social media? Like you are you are you and do you ever stop and think about like who you were before social media do you think about that like I'm gonna I'm asking you for me I've been on social media since right after high school I mean like I joined Facebook the day that I got my first like dot edu address okay and so when I think about that I don't know I think here's the other thing too like I've I've had a blog since I was like 13 yeah so I feel like I've always put myself out on the internet in some way but I don't know I I think I would more so think back to like what was I doing before we like had the podcast yeah the reason I asked too is like there okay so here's the quote I was looking for is finding yourself is not really how it works you aren't a ten dollar bill in the last winter's coat pocket you're also not lost your true self is right there buried under cultural conditioning other people's opinions and inaccurate conclusions you drew as a kid that became your beliefs about your, who you are. Finding yourself is actually returning to yourself, a remembering of who you were, were before the world got its hands on you. And the reason I thought about social media was like, yeah, who were you? I, we all can kind of like think back as like as kids of how kind of carefree kids are and they don't really think about the, you know what people are thinking about them. And that's just a natural progression of being a human. But I just thought that was a really cool thing to actually think about, especially in this digital world of all the influences that are coming at us and the comparisons that we draw. And I don't know if there's like a perfect answer for that, but I just think it's something to think about of like, how has that influenced us? And how are we, you know, are we happier? Are we less happy? You know, there were studies that came out like after Facebook came out that people were like more depressed because they're comparing their lives to strangers on the internet. I don't know. It's weird. I, I, I will end with this because I know we probably got to wrap up. But I social media aside, I think comparison is always going to happen. I recently found myself doing this when I because I've been doing yoga. And I am so used to going into a CrossFit gym and like seeing bodies. And I want to be very careful and talk about this like in a positive light because I don't want to want this to come across like I'm talking negative about bodies. But I think I'm my personal experience of walking into a CrossFit gym and seeing bodies that are like me <laughs> for, I don't know how to explain that, but just like, you know, we, you're walking into this gym, we're all strong, we're all kind of like doing the same thing. And when I was doing yoga, there's some bodies in there that are like, I found myself comparing where I was like, I feel really uncomfortable because those bodies are so small. And they're really bendy and like, how do they get their bodies like that? And it just, it almost made me feel bad. Like I noticed myself being like, whoa, I don't, I kind of like I'm going to back to that place of like, I feel like I need to be smaller. And that was a weird thing. I let it go, but it was like, I hadn't been in a yoga studio in so long that 
it does attract a certain type of I think body type, I would say. I'm not. Well, I, I would just I hope say this like more come so, across as like. Yeah, I think like there's a different type of body that is inherently built in a CrossFit gym than that is yes. inherently built in a yoga studio. Yes. And that's fine. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's just right, like it's a completely different stimulus. It's just a completely different stimulus. Yeah. And so when you're when you're used to a certain body type that reacts to weightlifting, and you personally, yeah, Joy have you know like you Joy's body are more already genetically geared Mm -hmm. towards looking like that and I think you know it's like you kind of get used to that and you're like great like I fit in here and I know not only I fit in here but like I kind of know how I fit in here and then you go I think it's you know it's like similar to I remember when I was in college like for a hot minute I tried to join a sorority Mm -hmm. and I was like all of a sudden I felt like, you know, never before in my life had I been really that worried about dressing up or having my hair and makeup a certain way. It was like, you know, I did a little bit of hair, you know, I would do my hair a little bit and I'd do my makeup a little bit and I'd wear what I was comfortable in that I thought looked good. And then all of a sudden I'm surrounded by these girls who are dressed to the nines for everything and are, you know, spending an hour on their hair and makeup. And I'm all of a sudden I'm thinking to myself, like, should like, I be doing that? Yeah. You're like Katie Heron where you're like, yes. I just thought I, I thought like, I was just fat and skinny. Didn't know there was so much and, to, to yeah, be complaining there about. So many things that could be wrong. Yeah. And it was like, you know, all of a sudden I would just felt I was like looking at myself and comparing myself to a completely different set of people yeah. where it was like in my normal friend group or just sort of normal people I see in the day. I feel like I have a pretty good idea of like the category I fall into. Yeah. When I instead am in this other category, I feel like I have no idea where I stand. And all of a sudden I kind of feel like this weird need to redefine what I'm doing. Yeah. It's almost like you feel like you're doing it wrong all of a sudden, which yeah. is so stupid, but that's kind of where my mind went. And yeah, it's, it's like, it's no different than like when we go to LA and I'm like, wow, <laughs> or Scottsdale, where I'm like, <gasps> you know, I have these moments where I'm like, whoa, everyone is like super made up. And you all, I all of a sudden have this urge to like go get my brows done, get false eyelashes yeah. and get a boob I'm job. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't like curl my hair to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's a different standard. And, you know, those standards exist in every little like subset of sure whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way when I go to CrossFit and yoga. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not big enough to be here. I'm not small enough to be there. Yeah, it's really, it's, it was very interesting to me. And I, again, I'm not saying like one's good or bad. It's just, I remember the first few classes that I started doing it. And I was like, whoa, I, I'm having these weird feelings about my body. And it was, it was like doubtful, negative feelings that are going to come up. I think that's the other thing that's really important to note is I know this is never going to go away. It's just you you certainly have to be on top of it. You have to be ahead of it. You have to be two steps ahead of your negative thinking that's always going to be there because we are humans and we are constantly looking for danger and constantly looking for comparison and constantly looking for threats. Well, it was like even last week when we were talking about Tulum, I texted you and I was like, I know I'm oh, not supposed yeah. to feel this way. Yeah. And I know that this is like BS, but I just need to like give these thoughts some air. Yeah. Like I'm already nervous about being in Tulum with a postpartum body. Like I'm not looking forward to it. And your response, you were like, yeah, like we're going to have those thoughts. Like, you know, we, we preach positivity and we preach like, you know, just put a bikini on your body, but like those thoughts still are there. Yeah. And it's, it's less, I think about like shaming yourself to not, not having those thoughts and more about what you do with them. Exactly. It's like, you're going to have those thoughts. We all have grown up in this society where comparison is second nature. The question is, okay, then do you turn around and like go on a crash diet before you go to Tulum? Or do you turn around and say, this is uncomfortable, but I'm just going to go for it and, yeah. you know, just live my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
swinging the pendulum the other way never works and never feels good. But you're right. And I think the the thing that comes to mind, I'm so sorry, I'm quoting Brene Brown, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> Just expect a lot of this next year. <laughs> um, is She talks a lot about how we can be positive about things like body positivity and being really upbeat about things and making sure that we're doing all the, you know, self-love and et cetera, et cetera. But there's something really, really important to dig into the shit and to dig into the stuff that comes up that's really negative. And by glossing over that or or thinking that we're ignoring it is going to make it go away is really horrible. And it's actually dismissive and it doesn't honor our feelings. And so while we can say, be positive and have a positive outlook, we also need to accept and really dig into the crap that comes up as well. So that's why I think Claire and I are like, yeah, we want to, we're mindful of what we post, but that doesn't mean that we are free from all of this. We're not free from any of it. In fact, it's going to be a constantly evolving thing just because that's just how it is. But we, and that's why I think we're going to keep talking about it. You know, while I think last year we kind of went through this thing, we're like, we're not talking about any of the stuff. We're not talking about macros. We're not talking about bodies. We're not even talking about bodies. Um, I still kind of feel that way sometimes where I'm like, God, even talking about it, we're still talking about it. Well, um, I'm not but- even already thinking, I'm like, you know what? Counting macros for me postpartum last time was super helpful. Like, I might do that again. Mm-hmm. And our, you know, it's like our people going to turn and be like, you just bashed macros for right. three years and now you're counting macros. It's like, you know what? Different things work for people in different phases in different of their life. In different phases of their life, yeah. And and that's the that's the risk of doing a podcast is that we're everything that we said that we have said and subscribed to or changed our mind about has been recorded. But that also shows that we are constantly becoming. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle Obama. Wow, you know, we, like- have, we <laughs> just tie that in a bow at the end there, Joy. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. On that note, I don't think I could top that. We got to end. No, you really can't. All right. Tulum? T- I mean, I've, I hesitate to even give an update because I don't know <laughs> okay. what it's going to be. Okay. Between now and when you hear this, Tulum will have gone on sale. It may or may not be sold out. We may or may not need to apologize <laughs> to some people. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Hopefully, you had a good experience. Keep an eye on social I'm, media. I'm sending good vibes to yes. Tuesday. Thank you. Sending good vibes. All right. So remember, you can support the podcast by supporting UnpluggedFloatEssentials.com, the discount code GGW. Please subscribe on iTunes, download the episodes, and leave us a review and rating wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us out and is a great way to support the podcast. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time.